One, two, three, four, five, let's go! From the plastic microphone studios deep in the heart of Cajun country, this is Faye Five from Fans. I'm your host, Jamie Ray, and I'd like to thank you for joining us. I know that you could do anything with your time. You could crochet, you could go out and canoe, you could, I don't know, go to the mall, but you chose to listen to us. And for that, I thank you. We have got a very special episode all about, well, you know what? I'm going to let my guest explain what it's about. We have returning Rom pal Lee Seats. Don't you do it again. <laughs> now you have to wonder, am I doing it on purpose or am I doing it by mistake? I wouldn't put it past you. <laughs> Lee Seats to explain to us about this episode of Fave 5. Lee, welcome back. Oh, hi. Good to be back. Yeah. Feels like we just talked. It does. I know it's been, it's probably been a few weeks since my last time I was on, but it feels like it's only been a couple of days. I know it, or, or even just like 10 minutes ago. Well, yeah, maybe so, but you know, that's just how, uh, the magical world of radio works. So Lee, this was your idea. So tell us what this episode is going to be about, and then maybe explain a little bit about your criteria. Oh, well. I know what my criteria, yeah, I know what my half is. I'm not sure what your your half was. But anyway, we are going to discuss basically ROM cameos, by which I mean um, appearances of ROM outside of his own book. He did that, believe it or not. He was a licensed property, but they snuck him in a few places. Actually, companies snuck him in that weren't even Marvel snuck rom in places um and there is actually a whole list which is probably not quite up to date on my website rom space night revisited google it because and if you encounter any dead links in that i'm um they're there i just gotta i haven't fixed them my my isp did stuff and i haven't did fixed it. it all yeah oh we won't get in for that we won't i wish we won't get into that but anyway so my part if you go to the website you will see that i have lit i have one list i have a list the hopeless completest checklist of rom appearances which is everything but to make it more manageable sorry do you have something no no okay i'm just gonna say it's everything yeah to make it more manageable i broke it up into categories and one of the the main ones is there are appearances that were in his chronology, meaning this is an official appearance. He was in this book, even though he's in the background over there. And if you blink, you miss him. It's still part of his chronology. Right. And then I have cameos, which are. You see Rom, but it wasn't really Rom or, you know, um, 
or one of the other things. He's or maybe he's on a cover and he's not in the comic. That happened a couple of times. Avengers. <clears throat> um, anyway, so that's the difference between cameos and appearances on my website for this list. What well, I'm not using that definition. Um, what I'm doing is I'm picking books where either Rama's on the cover, but he's not inside, okay. or vice versa. He's not on the cover, but he's inside. So basically what I've done is I've eliminated Power Man and Iron Fist number 73, Marvel 2-in-1 number 99, and Hulk number 296, because he's on the cover of all three of those, and he's a major part of all those stories. So that was my criteria. Okay. So my criteria was just that he's in it in any way, shape, or form. And it's not ROM one through 75 or annuals one through four. Okay. So I gave myself, which is weird because I gave myself a little more latitude than you gave yourself, yourself, yourself. (laughs) I'm going to be interested. I know, I know we're going to have some crossover, but I don't think, I don't know. We're going to see. We're going to see. I I have a, I have a prediction I'll share after we do honorable mentions. Okay. That's good. Watch out, Lee. There's a cat behind you. Just one. Just one. (laughs) All right. Well, so as you just said, you do have some honorable mentions, or at least one. I also have an honorable mention or two, actually. I have two. If you are ready, I'm ready to just soar right into these lists. So tell us about rom the space knights appearances outside of his own cup all right so my first honorable mention is action comics number 762 are you familiar with this one Mm -hmm. okay so written by joe kelly uh pencils by german garcia and kino Inks by Joe Rubenstein. Joe. Joe Rubenstein, who inked the ROM number one cover. Over um, over Frank pencils? Miller. That's right. Young cub artist Frank Miller. Yeah, that new guide, Frank Miller. Um, and let's see, colors by Glenn Whitmore and Wildstorm Effects, and lettering by Eddie Berganza, I guess. Anyway, so you're like, wait. Rom was in a DC book. Well, what? not exactly. Rom. It, it doesn't exactly say Rom. It says Gom the Space Toaster. The Space Toaster. Um. So what it is is it is Christmas time, and we are in a uh, Clark Kent has gone into a department store, and of course everybody's gone crazy. And way up at the top of this rack is the last GOM space toaster action figure. (laughs) And this guy, maybe a kid, is reaching for it with this other kid. And he's going, mine, back off. So as far as I know, that is the only time they depicted anything. If you look at it, though, however, that that action figure is quite clearly wrong, the Space Knight. Clearly wrong. Um, so as far everything as everything but the pieces of toast coming out of his head. Yeah. 
as far as I know, this is the only time that Rom ever showed up in a DC comic book. So yes. I had to mention that. Had to mention. That's a good one. That is definitely a good one. So good I have it. It's actually an honorable mention of mine as well. Oh. I, I love I'm the sorry. whole jingle all the way reference that it that it basically makes. Yeah. All right, you've got another one. I've got another one. Okay, I hope I didn't steal your other honorable mention. I'm ready for some crossovers. So, well, you know, Ron Pals, that's going to happen. That's what's going to happen. Okay, so my my other honorable mention is from the Marvel Fumetti book. Oh, and that is I, a good one. I was like, I'm sure you know this one. So this particular... So, all right, I guess I have to explain this. Um, the Marvel Fumetti book, was they took... They made comic books out of photos. And so it's basically the Marvel bullpen, all the creators of Marvel with all these photos. Uh, and they have, I forgot, they throw in Spider-Man and some other heroes through here. But anyway, basically they're, they're doing a bunch of funny stuff and they do, they actually drew some, some art. There's some special effects that's drawn in over in the photos and they stick, you know, they stick letter balloons on it and everything. So it's a comic, but it's photos. Unfortunately, it was published in 1984 on standard newsprint, and it turns out photos don't look great on yeah. standard newsprint. If they did this today, it would look a lot better. But anyway, the uh, the so it's divided up into a whole bunch of segments. Some are like only a page long. Some are go a little longer. Um, the one in question here is Breakfast in the Bullpen. It is written by Joe... Albello, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that. And Vince Collada took the photos. And basically, they're doing breakfast. It's exactly what it says. They're doing breakfast in the bullpen. But uh, Ron Zalm takes the last piece of toast from Rom's head. And what? so. Sure. Uh, the. Uh, I thought when I was, when this came out and I was a, te like a young teen, I was like, they've got a ROM toaster in the bullpen. <laughs> and eventually I realized, oh no, they took, they, they used to do live action appearances of Marvel heroes. Yes, they did. And that included ROM space night mm -hmm. somehow. So that what they did is they just, they took the costume that they had created uh, that they were used and they had it in the bullpen and they just stuck a piece of bread in it yeah, and had the guy pull it out for the photo. And we know where at least one of those helmets ended up. Yes, we do. And that's with our, our probably one of, I don't know, I guess you would say most famed or revered Ron pals, Mr. Chris Royale. Yep. Um, it's, prominently featured on his desk yeah and lucky so-and-so anyway yeah yeah I, I mean i try not to hate him for that but you know he did bring rom back into the uh into the the but universe for us there is no so, hate just massive yeah, envy that's all. massive envy like the green-eyed monster is definitely appearing but it's very cool and i was as you know i was so happy to have the opportunity to chrome a ROM for him. And yeah. uh, he seemed to have liked it. Uh, he does. I see He's, it in pictures. He mentioned it again earlier this year. Oh, uh, yeah. 
You did? I missed that. I did on Twitter. I asked him. I'm pretty sure. I love me some Chris. He did so much for us. So that is Marvel Fumetti book number one, which has a very cool cover with uh, Stan Lee on it. Yep. Yeah. That was awesome. Bill Mantlo's on that cover too. Oh yeah. Oh, that's right. They have all the little pictures. Yeah. He's down in the background. Yeah. 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 And they have their their names and stars. Yep. Yes. That was a good one. Okay. So I guess then I only have one honorable mention that we haven't discussed already, which is totally fine with me because I did also like action comics, seven sixty two. I thought it was very cool, but I am going to have to choose And again, it's my show, so I can do kind of what I want to do. The fact that I'm going to say that even though it's not ROM, I'm going to say Onyx from, you know, from, from Gabriel Rodriguez, Jay Photos, and of course, Chris Rael wrote it, which is about as close to ROM as you could have without being rom and i want to say that it opened the door to allow idw to bring rom and the diorates back and it's a great i mean again it's the guy who does lock and key um chris rial writes a really interesting compelling story set in like not post-apocalyptic pre-apocalyptic starts in nigeria and this onyx shows up to fight an uh, alien entity that's corrupting all kinds of different life forms it's really great she's got a cool little like energy sword and i just thought it was a very cool way to bring the essence of what a space knight was without calling it as such four yeah. issues some great covers IGN said that it was under the armor as a woman who may either save the earth or destroy it. And you've got our money. So definitely pick it up. I think they produced it in a trade maybe last year or so. Yeah. Yeah. They they reprinted it in like 10 bucks or something. I mean, it's it's a great deal. So if you've never caught it, I would say go out and find it. It's probably on the image comics. Well, it is on the image comics website. So buy it, buy it now and buy it often. You can also get it up in Kindle. So that is my honorable mention. I'll allow it. You'll allow. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Your show. I was worried. I was very worried. <laughs> okay. So we're now ready for the big list. Let me hear your number five. All right. Before I tell you my number five, I want to make a prediction. Okay. Oh, that's true. Sorry. Go right ahead. I, I am 90% certain that my number one pick is on your list. It is not. Oh, oh wait. Your number one is on my list. Yes. My number one is on your list. I'm 90% certain that my number one is going to be somewhere on your list. Okay. I'm 100% sure my number one is not on your list. Yeah. Well, Okay. I- that well, I was gonna say give you a 50 50 chance that your number one is my number one, but now you're making me yep. now you're nope. making think maybe not. I'm positive. How, obs- how obscure did you go? Unless you lied to me. Oh, so we shall see. Oh, did you did you did you cheat? 
I, I didn't cheat. I interpret the rules as I see fit. <laughs> okay, fine. All right. Oh, number five. I guess we were talking about number five, weren't we? Were we were talking about number five. Number five. So my number five. And we're we can talk about it if you want to, but I'm just talking about the first. I gotta count one, two, three. Three, the first three pages mm-hmm. of Space Knights number one from limited series from 2000, published by Marvel. Uh, Jim Starlin wrote the script. Chris Batista wrote the did the plot and the pencils. Chip Wallace did the inks. Tom Chu and Illusion Art Studio did the colors, and Joe Babcock did the letters. So what those issues, and I, I'm not even going to hold this up for you. You know, I think you know this story. Mm-hmm. Um, what these first three pages are. All right. So this is 2000. Marvel does not have the rights to do any more ROM. But they trademarked the word Space Knights. So this is a way of saying, yeah, Space Knights, that's ours. Because Parker Brothers' original trademark which had expired at that point was just for rom oh okay they didn't include the word and and the toy was rom the space knight okay everything an individual word marvel's marvel published rom space knight space knight's one word Mm -hmm. not two words Mm -hmm. so and there is all right, there in there is a little right you can't see that. There is a little registered trademark there on that title. So so this was their way to do that. And the and the interesting thing is I have gone way I was said I wasn't gonna talk about this. I'm sorry. But you're doing it anyway, and I love it. We're talking about Rom and you've gotten me off on a tangent. Um, so Chris Batista actually emailed me before this came out to let me know what was going on because I run Rom Space Night Revisited. And at the time he was working on, he had plotted this story and he was working on it. And Marvel and Marvel legal said, um, space nights. Um, I don't know. We can publish something called space nights or anywhere on the cover. Why not? And so I'm like, well, here you could call them this or this. I gave him a whole bunch of options. Like, Hey, you could call them any of these, which all of which had nights in them. Um, but then I and that and I didn't do any I didn't do any of this research about about the trademark or anything until after it came out. And that's when I went, oh sneaky. So anyway, back to the subject. Well, these first three pages, what they've done is they uh Chris drew a a three-page recap of who is Rom and what did he do in mm-hmm all 75 issues of his story so it's very high level and it's done with this stained glass effect right um on it to make it look like this you know this is like mythology i mean they even get all right and so what i like so they couldn't they still couldn't draw rom all the other space knights marvel created those those are theirs now but they still can't use Rom, but it's his story. So what Chris did is he just made Rom, all the other Space Knights look like they're themselves, but Rom is just a white figure. 
with the red glowing eyes and the medieval style halo behind his head. Yeah. And I just thought this, this, I just thought the art style he did for these first three pages was very, very cool. And then of yes. course, on, on the very last panel, he does show Rom in his human form now with beard. He didn't mm-hmm. have a beard the last time we saw him. Uh, never well, he had shaved a beard. it for. Well, never mind. It might be on your he, list. Yeah. Uh, anyway, he anyway. So yeah, he had a beard, um, and they call him the first one. Which, well, that's what his name means. So yeah, okay. But anyway, I just thought this was an. Ex- I thought this was a great idea on Batista's part for. I got to show who Rom is, but I can't show Rom. Yeah. So <laughs> I just really liked the way he did that. No, I totally agree. That was that was an awesome choice, uh, and by I mean your choice was awesome. But I mean that was an awesome choice by him to be able to tell you who we're talking about without telling you who we're talking about. Yeah, uh, showing you who we're talking about. Uh, so, yes, no, that's a that's a great one. That is a great one, and I've gotten some of those signed. I met Starlin once. So, um, so I met Starlin once. And I did not have him sign a copy of Rom Space of, of Space Knights because when they sold it, Dynamic Forces did a, a set of him signing things. Oh, okay. And, and I paid whatever outrageous fee it was to get one of those. And I'm not even sure if they sold them all. I think I've got number 35 or something like that. Was it the five issue? Or was it the three yeah. issue? No, it was, it was the, the five, five issue. issue. It was number okay. one. It was number one issue of the five issue limited series. Okay. Yeah. Because if, if you're not in the know, which if you're listening to this one and you don't know about ROM, thank you. Um, <laughs> very much. Very much. They reprinted it later on, but they took it from five issues down to three issues. So interesting stuff. All right. That's an excellent one. I am going to parry that one. I'm going to pair in my number, your number five, with a number three that I am assuming well, it might be on your list. I'm not sure. But I am talking about the follow-up to Earth X, Universe ah. X, and number three, in which we find Rom in his human form stuck in limbo using his neutralizer to fight off dire rates and other creatures who may have, he may have put in there uh, in limbo. So we've got an older captain America and a young Marvel and they, you saw up and you see Rom again with a beard, long hair uh, in human form using his former torso of his robot or, or armor self as an actual shield. And I just thought it was really cool because nobody was expecting that. And I don't know quite how they did it, but it's obviously his armor and just, he ends up giving, if I'm not mistaken, he ends up giving him, uh, giving cap his neutralizer so that they can use it later on. And it's just, it's just awesome. There's a there's an image of Cap holding the neutralizer with his shield and this winged creature flying off. It like you know, obviously supposed to be an eagle, but just very, very cool. 
So that is going to be mine. Universe X number three. That that yeah, maybe I don't know. That's, I'll give it. Yeah, that that was on my short list, but it did ah. not make my list. Okay. So that I thought that was yeah. I bought the Universe X series, um, and I I thought that was cool too. And then I spent too much time thinking about it, <laughs> and, and I was like, "Well, anyway." So yeah, so it didn't it didn't make the final cut. Okay, but that's a cool pick. That is it's it was definitely cool that he showed up like that. It was. I really enjoyed it. All right, so hit me up with your number four. My number four. Would you believe that my number four is a lot like my number five? I would. You would. Okay. So this is this is probably the most esoteric thing on my list. When the, you you mentioned that they republished Space Nine, they took they took a five limit issue limited series and republished it in 2012 as a three issue limited series. So the first two issue, the first issue contains the first two issues of the original series. The second issue contains the four and five, no, three and four. And the last issue was just number five. Issue number three was number five. Got that? Anyway, good. <laughs> so on the last page of Space Nights number one, 2012, they're advertising Space Nights number two. And there's a picture of the cover for number what originally was space nights number three by batista and somebody i looked it up and nobody's nobody's 100 certain who the inker was actually so anyway and it comes they stuck there's a bunch of text on there and over about a quarter of the page there's the issue for number space nights number two and it's in this frame okay. and i didn't think any i was like ah that's cool and i didn't think anything about it and then i got an email from somebody that i can't find now so i don't know who it was honorary rompel uh i don't remember who pointed it out if you take the the bottom and the top of the frame or have the decoration and they're mirror images of each other Uh if you take that frame and you stretch it out no way bust it's his eyes and his neck his neck's a little too long when you stretch it out and his chest plate that's Uh, what (laughs) what and i didn't notice somebody else noticed this and emailed me um yeah he's all squished get out of here i've never seen that wow i was like so did you order that what the oh i i bought i bought when they republished i'm like yeah i'm gonna buy that again i'm gonna support uh, they're gonna do space nights i'll support it so yeah i bought uh, the thing was i bought issue one and then my shop didn't get number two for some reason i ended up with one and three i think i have number two now i don't remember yeah because because issue two is the cover for issue three right of the five so you're saying they took the three 
and added that to the bottom of it? Or is that Ad- part of the frame? It's part of the frame. Oh, okay. It's okay. only it's only in this advertisement. Oh, oh the okay. issue sorry. issue two does not look like that. It's only this advertisement. I got you. That has I got you. Okay. That is cool. That has that frame route. So this is only in the back of Space Knights number one from twenty twelve. Never noticed that. Yeah. Wow. I didn't either. It was another Ron Pell that had to say, Hey. And I thought it was somebody and I asked him and he said, No, that wasn't me. That's a good one, even though it's sort of the same as your number five. It's not though. It's not. It's so, not. Un uncredited Marvel artist did that. Yes. No idea who no idea whose idea that was, no idea if editorial knew they did that. Was it was it maybe young cub reporter artist Frank Miller? I I I in twenty twelve, I don't think so. Yeah, you never know. I mean, you know, going back to his roots. Sure. So to speak. So. Okay. So I guess now it's time for me to give you my number four. And I'm definitely not biding my time at no, all. No, of course not. No, why would why would you no, do that? I don't know. Okay. So my number four is another appearance by the ROM toy. And it is Peter Parker. The Spectacular Spider-Man number 72. Yep. Yep. Also on my short list. Also on your short list, but didn't make the list. But didn't make the list. Ah, okay. So this one is all about, there's not Otto Octavia. It was his nephew, I think. I I don't remember. His name was Ali Osnick. Ali Osnick. Okay. I don't remember the relation. Doc Ock's forearmed version, and he's going around in a toy store stealing stuff, and he grabs what is without a doubt the ROM toy. You can see G.I. Joe figures behind him, and in the bottom left-hand corner, you can see the arm of the box. Mm. And it's just a cool little reference, but it is right there. I mean, they're not calling it a toaster. They're not yeah doing seeing it from behind it is right up front and it is cool and one of the reasons that this is so memorable to me is this ed hannigan painted cover oh yeah on the comic book i mean it's it's got it's got this auto guy fighting spider-man underwater with one of the arms crashing through and breaking up the logo i mean it's just beautiful it's just absolutely beautiful they they did that a lot with Spectacular Spider-Man breaking mm-hmm. the logo. They kept doing that. Yeah. Hey, I got no problem with it. No, it was cool. It was cool. So that is going to be my number four, Peter Parker 72. Very nice. So like I said, also on my short list. Um and there's there's a similar thing that, that happened that I won't mention in case it happens to be on one of our lists. Um, but my, my thought on that is he's in a toy store. He's very prominently grabbing Rom, you know, Rom yes. right there in the middle of the panel being grabbed by a doc Ock ten- tentacle. There's no doubt. Um, but I, I don't, I don't have the date on that issue, but at the time I'm like, um, 
didn't they think Grom was a murdering robot from outer space at that time? <laughs> so let's make a toy out of that. Uh, well, continent- I mean, Cobra got their own toys. Oh, I forgot you're a communist and didn't uh, <laughs> read G.I. Joe, so never mind. But I'm not a dire wraith because there's that. I'm well, objecting I don't know. to this. I don't know. I'd have to- a, maybe the dire race did the toy. No, that doesn't make <sighs> sense because then people would like Rom. Never mind. Hmm. Well, no, maybe they they put a hex on it, and so people who buy it, they would be signals to come and get. I don't know. Let's, let's keep going. Um, we're we're, we're, we're going to come up with a ROM sequel here. Give us a or, or, or prequel or, or something. I don't know. Well, y'all listen now that ROM's back. Y'all listen to us. We're the ones to go to. There you go. So, okay. So, what is your number three? My number three. So. My number three was another surprise for me. I'm looking at my list now. Yeah, I guess kind of pretty much. Well, you know, they're cameos. I guess they're all kind of surprises. That's kind of the point. But yeah, my, this was an issue I bought new when it came out. Um, I, I, And so it is Web of Spider-Man number seven. Peter David was the writer. Uh, some guy named Sal Buscema was Buscema 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 Bosca. I don't know. That our Never pal Sal him. was the penciler, <laughs> which is what makes this so much sweeter. It's a rom cameo penciled by Sal. Um, Armando Gill did the inks, Bob Sharon did the colors, Phil Felix did the letters. So I don't remember for sure. So this, this, well, all right, background. Sorry. I'll get my, I'll get my thoughts in order in a second. Background. Um, Bill Mantlo. I don't know the exact timing. He had just done a bunch of stories leading up to Hulk number 300 where nightmare, uh, Bruce Banner had integrated his personality into the Hulk's body, but he was having some issues and it turned out Nightmare was behind it and was trying to sure. use him um, to get a Doctor Strange because, you know, it's all about Doctor Strange. Anyway, uh, so in order, Bruce Banner in issue number 300 says, all right, I've had enough of this. You you want the Hulk? I'll give you the Hulk. I'll become the Hulk in mind as well as body. And he gives himself over to his Hulk side in right. his mind. He is trapped in Nightmare's realm. Now who's trapped? <laughs> Nightmare's trapped <laughs> with a Hulk rampaging around. So cover number seven yes. has a very big Hulk on it. And this is being written by Peter David before he took over Hulk. It says the Incredible Hulk has spotted Spider-Man. Cancel Christmas. <laughs> so I, I think, so I'm guessing I saw this on the stand and went, Hulk's off in the crossroads dimension. What 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 do they do? So I opened it up. And there, right on page one, behind uh naked Peter Parker talking to I think it's Betty Brandt. Yeah, Betty Brandt. I think it is Betty. Um with the thing's hand handing Wolverine a teacup in the background. Captain America's at a typewriter. And sitting behind him is Rom. You know what Cap is doing, right? What is Cap doing? 
He's writing the great American novel. Uh, okay. So it is it is just a tiny little squiggle, just about. But, but it is awesome. But Sal penciled the penciled ROM again. He and I I have to think that Peter David did not specify that. I think he's just like, yeah, draw whatever, you know, it's a dream. Draw whatever you want. So despite so Peter Parker's caught in a dream because Nightmare's like, I need your help with this Hulk guy who's rampaging around my my uh dimension. So he does not make any further appearances in the issue because it's a dream. So everything's constantly shifting. Mm-hmm. So none, none of the background characters, unless he's like talking to them are really sticking around. So it's just a whole bunch of little cameos, but that one I was like, so, you know, this is, this is 1985. I'm like, Sal snuck Rom into an issue of Spider-Man. That's cool. That is awesome. So that is my number three. Okay. Well, my number three actually just got mentioned a minute ago, but it is X-Men 187 in which the X-Men are at Forge's headquarters with a powerless storm fighting off a horde of dire wraiths. And before this is this is probably one of my favorite iterations of the team. Well, I mean, when Storm had her power, but but this group and the way that that JRJR draws them, I just this is what I was reading. Yes, you know, they're back in the day, they were they're completely different, but this is what I was reading, and this is the collection that I have up to around 210. Yeah. So in an effort to distract some of the dire wraiths forge quickly programs a hologram and his holograms aren't hard light i don't believe no 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 they're just so, regular old, yeah and then regular all old of a sudden, comic book holograms regular old holograms so there's a scene right after i believe one of them tried to pierce colossus's skin and he ends up breaking it off and fighting anyway that's a really cool scene they're kind of losing the battle and so forge comes up real quick and he programs rom and brandy's starshine or i call her starshine too and they're like hey sisters behold the humans have summoned summoned the silver space knight rom and his paramour starshine so that's it and then they quickly find out that it's not real and they're able to zap them and pretty much win the the day so they think until a, the fabric of reality tears wide mm. and oof, these creatures come in and they get them all so really quick one panel that's it but they actually draw rom yep and they say his name i don't know how they got away with that I, I think they can get away with it as long as it's it's quick and brief. Okay. I I just just from my observations of, of all the cameos they ever do. Mm-hmm. I, I like you know like Universe X same thing how they get you know but they they didn't ever name him in that one. That's true. They didn't and name also, him. And also this was a this came out at a time period when you know they're they're still publishing ROM too. So I don't know. I don't know the particulars of the agreement, but I think 
mainly probably mainly because they had just the rights to publish him. I think I think they didn't shy away from it as much then. Yeah, and it had been quite a while. But that, uh, which, that, by the way, I, I failed to mention. Rom gives him the neutralizer, gives Captain America the neutralizer, and then, like in the very next episode, Captain America tries to use it like on on death. death. Yeah, he's and trying it, to banish death. It blows it up, and I'm like, man, we just can't have nice things here, you know? <laughs> yep. Oh. Yep. So, uh, X that X Men, yeah, that X Men issue once again on my short list on your short list didn't make the list but no, it was I'm on my short this. list i'm thinking that we've only had one crossover so far yeah so. um and and um we we might mention that the reason storm lost her powers is because um rom gave him his neutralizer to study forge created a neutralizer Proof. and then agent gyrich decided to use it on a mute on a dirty mutant yes and poor which was going to be, was it rogue? He was aiming at, I think he was aiming at rogue. Yes. Yeah. And star and storm jumped in. And so she's the one that lost her powers. So this was the issue after life. Uh, 186 was life death, which right. was a big double sized issue. And then 187. Oh, and you do not mess with Jr. Jr.'s dire race. Those what? things are scary. Oh my God. And when you it, know, that Barry Windsor Smith cover for 186 is just yeah. iconic. Yes. Um, so no, you are so right that he draws those diorites. Just they're amazing, you know. Yeah, and I love the fact. And, and uh, excuse me if you were fixing to say this, but I love the fact that it's Rogue who comes back later on because, as we know from reading the comic, that when Rogue was with the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, they they fought Rogue, uh, Rom and the diorites, and after she was she touched him. And they had that bonding moment or whatever you call it. And she tried to absorb the powers. What she ended up absorbing was the innate goodness. Thank you. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't quite put my finger on the innate goodness of Rom and how it felt good to do good. And you don't hear about this a lot, but that's no. one of the reasons that she started to go along the path um, to come back and be a good person. Thank you for that lead-in. You're welcome. Of what I was going to say, that works perfectly. Chris Claremont came to local convention a few years ago, and I'm like, "What am I going to have Chris Claremont sign?" Because I didn't, I, I sporadically bought X Men from mm-hmm. like 180 ish to 200, um, and I'm like, "What kind of?" I'm like, "Oh." 187 there's a hologram of ram in that i'm gonna have him sign that issue (laughs) so i had him sign that issue and while i had him while he was doing that i said so did you and bill mantlo talk about this thing with rogue and the goodness and he said no really no that didn't know that had nothing to do and i'm like after and after i walked away i was like well you know what it's a shared universe so you're not in charge (laughs) of everything (laughs) Au contraire, mon ami. Yeah, the fans have decided, and, yes. and possibly subsequent. I don't know if I don't know if they've ever actually said that in an issue, but it was most certainly there is a fan that fan theory has yes. gotten big legs. Yeah, and I will say for sure that that is one of the main reasons. I, I will. So, what does he yeah, know? I, he he I, just I absolutely wrote it. agree. Yeah. Well, yeah. no, he did well. Yeah. No, I mean he wrote the he wrote the the rogue story. Yeah. Right. Right. The 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 rogue and X coming to X Men. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. So we are now down to your penultimate 
choice <laughs> for this list. I like penultimate choices. I do. It's well, a fun and, word. Well, I don't. Well, I like the word. I don't. I don't like penultimate issues. Those are no fun. No. Although they're sometimes big tear ups. Anyway, well, we, where were we? Number two. Numer- number two. Dose. Uh, number two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So my number two. Um. A lot like my number. What was it? Four and uh, five? One of my honorable mentions. Oh, Much oh. like one of my honorable mentions is kind of a kind of a, a a jam thing where there's a bunch of one two three well okay maybe some anyway it's a bunch of st- it's a bunch of stuff it's a very it's a double sized issue i think it's a variable ta- smorgasbord yeah so i'm talking about marvel's 75th anniversary celebration mhm number 1 because it was a one shot <laughs> and on a page not oh just before the halfway point uh written by brian michael bendis art by alan davis mark farmer and rochelle rosenberg is the licensed contest of champions (laughs) it is highly what's the word redacted they it says you didn't well all you can read is licensed contest of champions and it says call and there's a post-it note that says call an actual lawyer and then they <laughs> stuck a bunch of black rectangles over all the characters saying things like is this even legal no way uh-uh i don't know about this or and then there's one over this silver guy holding you can see rom's neutralizer yeah. that says are you crazy <laughs> And down at the text, they've got red marker over all of it, where if if you know the logos, you know what it says. It says Godzilla, King of Monsters versus Shogun Warriors, Super Pro versus ROM, whose side are the Micronauts on? And I was like, oh, and this is, what year was this? This was, I forgot to put the year down. It's 2014. And I was, I so I was like, I looked, and I was like, I bought, I don't think I flipped through this first. I think I just bought it. And then I'm flowing through and I get, to, I was like, Hey, <laughs> so this, this, another one is like, that was just, I can't believe, I can't believe they did this. Um, and I found online, Alan Davis, dr- there is an actual drawing of all these characters. They really? actually did redact it. And you can find the original art online. I will. I found it. I will send it to you. I'll send that to me because yes. So you know what I thought was going to be your number two, and I am I am such a bad rom pal for not knowing this, but I think you will. There is at the end, like the letters page. There's Brian Michael Bendis. I think it's on his desk or something as a folder. And it says something about bring back ROM and there's a post-it note on it. Is that the same thing? I don't know that one. No, I don't. I don't know. It was when he was doing the ultimates. I want to say it was in like a Marvel team up ultimate Marvel team up. Yeah. That, that has escaped my notice. Now I'm going to have to go find that. I will dig it up and let you know, but that's all it is. It's like a little post-it note sitting on like somebody stuck it to his desk. Okay. 
anyway, I'll find it and, and let you know. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, I that one, uh, I don't think if somebody told me about that one at some point, I have completely forgotten it. I got myself a note right now. And there's still a likelihood that I'll never do it, but it's it's written down. So okay, so I will, my when I when I email you the these images, I will I will bug you about it. You will bug me about it. That's fine. I, I, I will do that. So my number two is Marvel Team Up number one oh three. And also on my short list. Also on your short list. This is Spider-Man and Ant-Man taking on a Taskmaster, I believe. But the, of course, first of all, it's written by David Micheline. Uh, Jerry Bingham did the pencils. Mike Esposito with the inks. Diana Albers did the letters. And Bob Sharon did the colors. That didn't come out right. Bob Sharon did the colors. And in it, we find... Scott Lang busily working on some cybernetic command <laughs> something wires that he has to weld back together. And we know that whatever he's doing is going to help save the universe. And obviously. then we hear his little daughter yell out, dad, I'm home. So obviously he's working hard in like his basement laboratory. So luckily He's finally able to finish it. And as he crawls back up, there is an escape port, which is kind of weird, but he jumps out and he had been working on his ROM figure. Yeah. Her ROM figure. Her ROM figure. Yeah. His daughter's ROM figure. That was just awesome. I mean, just awesome. Yep. Totally didn't expect that. And bravo to them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Although once again, I'm asking the same question: Why are they making a wrong figure when? Well, at this it? point, was it? Okay. It was. It should have been determined that Rom was a good guy who helped save Earth. Okay, and I rally didn't... all of the the people behind him. Okay, I didn't. I didn't yeah. write down date dates for that. So yeah, I'm pretty sure at that point. But okay. it's the same one that we know the dire wraiths um, had people yeah. make now. So, Oh, shoot, I don't have those in front of me. I'm trying to remember. I'm you. Maybe you can tell me if I'm remembering this right or not. As I recall, one of the I think it's the Peter the Spectacular Spider-Man one. They drew the action figure like the action figure, right? And then in the T Marvel Team Up issue, they drew the action figure to look like the comic book character. No, they in don't, this one. No, no in this one, he looks like. Like the toy? Yeah, it's definitely the Hasbro toy. Okay. Um, All right. I may have gotten it reversed. Yeah, hold on. Let's see. And I may be wrong entirely, but... Yeah. Oh, no. No, no, no. Oops, sorry. I was way too close to the mic. Oh, no. You're you're right. Oh, okay. I never noticed that. But he does have the same three buttons on each side. Yeah. But he has what looks to be like his regular... It's it's the head. The head's the telling part. Yep, you're right. Man, I never noticed that. I was just too excited to see Rom. <laughs> Understandable. I guess that means we are now at your number one, your absolute favorite of all times. 
It is time for number one. My number one is by a writer we've mentioned previously. Um, I don't think we don't know any of the rest of the team. Um, my number one, which you're telling me is probably not your number one. So which it's means I didn't make one. the list, which means I was wrong. Well, anyway, my number one is the Incredible Hulk number 418. This, this love is this, in the air. Yes, this is the Rick and Marlo wedding issue written by Peter David, pencils by Gary Frank. Inks by Cam Smith, colors by Glennis Oliver, and letters by Joe Rosen. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't have to tell you what's in this issue, right? You know this issue. Oh, I know this one. Yeah. So what? Not what just who, but not just what, but also who. Yeah. So what happened in? They've been leading up to Rick and Marlo's wedding for a few issues of Incredible Hulk at this point. Um. What happened at the end of number 417 is turns out that the impossible man was sneaking around behind the scenes at Rick's uh, bachelor party (laughs) and thinks they got these invitations, but they're not inviting the important people. So the impossible man apparently goes throughout the entire Marvel universe and invites a bunch of superheroes and supervillains to Rick and Marlo's wedding. And that includes Rom and Brandy. Yes. On the human. The Rom. human. Yes. This, so this is published in 1994. So we've been without Rom for what? Eight years. No, seven years now. Something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, so on page 14, about halfway through the point, uh, Rick's talking to Ron from the New Mutants. That's Ron, R-A-H-N-E, not not Ron. And this guy puts his hand on his shoulder and says, congratulations, Brandy and I are very happy for you. And Rick goes, cripes, Brandy and Rom? Because he's never seen Rom. Right, human. Not as a human. So this is Rom as he was depicted in his with the the black or blue maybe uh shoulder length hair and Brand you know, Brandy's in this little short black dress and uh, Rom yeah, wearing is. a tux uh a I guess that's a blue tuxedo I don't or blue suit anyway with a with a red boutonniere so anyway they get four panels of Rick reuniting with Rom and Brandy. Yeah, and he's like, "How did you get here?" And I'm like, well, we got your invitation. He says, "I just chalked it up to you're getting it all the way to Galador to the famed Jones Resourcefulness." <laughs> and then the next page, you're on the wedding with the bride coming down the aisle. So, do you think Reed sent the scroll ship for them? <laughs> I don't know. It's Galador. They've had a few years now. I suspect they've managed to revive some. Galadorian technology, the those evil space knights couldn't have destroyed all of it. Yeah, come on. That was a good pull, right? That yeah. was a good pull. Yes, yeah. yes. Okay. <laughs> Kudos to you. All right. That's a great one. And I knew that was pro- well, let me rephrase that. I was pretty certain that if you weren't doing an appearance from one of the Marvel Ages 
or if you weren't doing uh what was the other one i was thinking of uh the contest of champions that i figured it must be hulk no so, contest of champions was on my short list yep yeah that's a good one even though you yeah it's awesome he's like uh rom is macking on jacosta jacosta yeah it's like hey baby so what does that leave so there are there are basically two or three issues left on my short list that we haven't mentioned yet okay so my number one is not on your short list or your long list because you already said that it was going to be here. So I'm just going to rip the bandaid off my number one favorite appearance of Rom outside of his 79 issues is the Marvel two and one That's cheating. No, it's not. No, it's not. You hampered yourself with this. That's not, I did cameo. not. It's, it's a cameo in another, in another whole comic book. It's a, a guest cameo. appearance. That's a it's, guest appearance. That a can't guest appearance is not a yeah, cameo, but well, it's your show. Let's it's go. Your show. Thank you. I'm not going to, I'm the, not going to yuck your yum. You know, the golden rule. It's yes, my show. show. Yep. Um, I've listened to every episode except that one, except that one. <laughs> Sorry. That one. I couldn't make it through the, which one, the, the, the best saw moments. Oh yeah, that's a good. I have I haven't seen those, and so listening to you guys just describe them, I was like, nope, I'm out. Nope, I'm done. <laughs> Made it through some of your other horror ones, but that one, nope. So you know what was almost my number one, and then we'll get we'll talk about two and one later. But almost my my number one, it was the duck version of the action figure in uh, Howard the Duck magazine number six. No, but also <laughs> a very good one. That was on my short list. This is, if we did a list of Marvel, uh, of ROM villains, this villain would show up as one of my favorite, if not my favorite ROM villain. A list of ROM villains. Yes. Meaning. Like the the bad guys in the Villains that specifically, villains, super super villains in the Marvel universe that happen to fight ROM or villains that specifically pretty much only fought ROM. No, the first one. Just no, villains who showed up in the 79 issues. Um, Mad Thinker? Nope. No. You get three chances. I get That's three one. chances. Uh, dang it, where's my it list? It was a big villain. It was a big villain. Big. Um. Oh, Ego the Living Planet. No. <laughs> oh come on who's Number bigger two, than that, that right, this is bigger than a bad box smaller was, than ego the living planet Galactus. no no it is the shadow house <laughs> ah okay i don't know what it is about that but rom makes an appearance in uh dr strange sorcerer supreme annual number two from 1992 Yep. And basically this demon it, <laughs> who calls him the condo of shadows. <laughs> yep. It's his shows apprentice up. Yep. that's yep. fighting him. Yeah. And uh, it comes back from uh, ROM uh, issue five. I just love the fact that <laughs> ROM fights a house. I mean, I just... <laughs> so basically ROM is the HOA. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, but we've completely that, yeah. I was like, we've but, completely gotten off your number one. Completely gotten off my number one. 
I, I I will say again, I didn't I didn't put that on me because yes, truly it's not a cameo, but in the in the more loose interpretation, this is an appearance very, outside very, of the seventy nine issues. Okay. So I'll it, take it is it is an appearance outside of the seventy nine issues. Yes, I will concede that point. Okay, that's all I want. If only I could get my wife to concede that more often, that would be that would be awesome. Can't help you uh, with that, sir. No, no, no one, no one can. Um, <laughs> so again, we've got Ben Grimm. It opens up, and it's, again, story about written by Bill Bentlow. Yep, uh, Ben Grimm is As- reading stories for a dark and stormy night on a dark and stormy night. Mm-hmm. And he gets spooked. And that is when, isn't this when, let's see, I'm trying to remember. I know that the dire wraiths show up. Gosh, what's that? There's a noise. He hear, thing hears a noise. Uh, and he's like, thing. yeah, the thing hears it. He hears a noise and he's like, what the heck is that anyway? And and I think it happens once and then it happens again. He goes and investigates. And when he opens up the ceiling port to the Baxter building, Rom falls through and he's blazing hot and he's, the rain is just evaporating off of him as it hits him. Right. Was that, was that where you were trying to figure that's, remember? Yeah, that's where I was going. Okay. And it was, um, but I think what I was trying to remember was I was looking up, I should say, was um bill mantlow wrote it bob hall did the pencils Mm. uh kevin zuban did the inks rick parker did the letters bob sharon i'm sorry um did the coast i just love saying his name or singing it (laughs) but but john byrne did that cover right i think he did the cover yes so you're right he gets up to the the uh the roof and it is rom who had just gotten back from fighting in issue 25, I think it was. Um, it, no, it, they tell you, they tell you what happened to Rom in a flashback in that issue. Okay. Um, oh, that's right. We're yeah. Yeah. So this issue w- was, so I used to be part of the board of the Marvel chronology project. I don't know if you, do you familiar with that? Yes. Okay. So back when that, when he first put it on a web, it started out as he was just, I'm going off on a tangent again. Sorry. This is what I do. You go, you go right ahead. Um, he started off. It was just a bunch of files for his own use. He posted them to Usenet. Everybody went, that's awesome. So you should put that on the web. So he put it on the web and he got, he was like, I need some help with this guys. And so I had submitted mostly ROM stuff to him. He's like, Hey, would you like to be on the board? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll be on the board. And then I had kids and I went, yeah, no, I can't be on the board anymore. But anyway, um, this issue is a little hard to place chronologically, which is what, what you were working on because Mm -hmm. this happened, this got published about the same time as, um, ROM left the U S and started his overseas adventures. Okay. So you have to, it was, and you have to work around, uh, mainly the Submariners chronology because he goes all, you know, as he's crossing the Atlantic from the U S to England, he encounters Submariner. Right. So you have to fit 
contest of champions his appearance roms or both their appearances in contest of champions number one around and then submariners other appearances it just gets it gets very very messy when you're yes. trying to sort it all out i remember one might even say convoluted yes i remember coming up with some I came up with something and later I think that guy, I said it should go here. And then later it's like they changed it. So currently yeah. the chronology project says that this happens right after contest of champions. Right. Over. Which was and after is, ROM 46. No, they That's have what your website says, well, then my website is out of date ah because it is anyway so yeah don't go by that's why i had a link so you could go check the real thing so yeah so that is what i was trying i guess really 46 i guess i had to put the uh i think it got pushed way down there they have changed it now it, it is rom number 33 oh <laughs> oh this is even more fun see this is why i didn't they say <laughs> rom number 33 pages one through six happen then we go off to ROM annual number one. Then contest of champions, the entire contest of champions happens. Then Marvel two and one number 99 happens. Then we go back to ROM number 33 pages seven through 22. Oh my God. I don't, I don't have ROM 33 in front of me, but I'm guessing there's, it's like, you know, there's a break in the story there. Like maybe, maybe the first six pages is what's going on in Clareton and then setting the stage of what's going on with that little girl that, with, that her, her quote unquote aunt is the blind girl. Yeah. That, that there is a, unquote, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. There is a time when she's like looking back and yeah, you're seeing stuff with, um, was it fake? It wasn't fake Steve. It was, oh, it was after torpedo had been injured. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, so that's what the chronology project. That's sorry. That's what the folks at the chronology project have uh, have come up with, and I have no reason to contradict them. They know what they're doing. Yeah. So I didn't. So send me that link as well, because I was going off of your page. So that's what made it. You know, for me. Don't don't go off the page of the guy that has four kids and hasn't updated his page in a while. Sorry. So anyway, so it's right before yeah, what you were saying. This one goes before Submariner, but we'll yeah, go and yeah. see the original one. So I just loved it because, you know, I always have a soft spot for the thing. Huh? Get it? Soft spot for the, the Rocky thing. And mm. yeah. And uh, he's just so lovable in this issue. Yeah. And there's this great scene on page I don't know um, I don't know but after he and Rom talk and oh it's page seven and they've got the they've got what I call the commando hand clasp where, oh yeah <laughs> yeah and I'm like righteous dude righteous so it was it, the story goes on I'm sorry we get again get distracted the story goes on that a bunch of diorates have uh, the sorcery ones have taken the firefall. Yeah. Firefall, which was left vacant after Archie striker had been subdued 
by Rom and they have animated it with some type of hellfire, whatever. Black and, magic, whatever. Yeah. yeah, magic. And that's what he gave a supernova strike that overwhelmed Rom and causing him to fall of all places on top of the Baxter building. So they go back to this. It was a controlled descent. Controlled descent. They go back to this uh, castle in Central Park. Yeah, I I assume that's a thing. I've been to New York City once. I don't remember. And Firefall shows up and there's a big battle. And in the meantime, the thing gets into the castle. Belverberg. Belverberg. And goes up to fight the dire wraiths and they put the whammy on him and turn him back. Well, first of all, they put the whammy on him and make him think that Rom is the bad guy. Right. And so they fight and Rom's kind of, he's holding his own, but he decides, you know what? I could tell that he's been, so he puts the neutralizer on him and not only does it neutralize the whammy that the dire wraiths put on him, but it changes him back to Ben Grimm. Yeah. And Rom actually agonized over using the neutralizer on him because he was worried right. it was going to kill him. Yes. Yes. But even so, as we know from the Yancey street days, he's a brawler. So he starts taking them out one by oh, yeah. one, even as a human. Yep. And it's like all the ones he's fighting. And then Rom puts the neutralizer on them and they just turn to death to, to dust, to ash. And he's so happy that he's finally a man again. And then he turns back. He's like, no, I can't do this. I I can't just be a man. I have to be the, and then he changes back on his own. So anyway, you get that classic. I'm shaking your hand and putting my hand on your shoulder. Cause we're pals now. And that's it. Yep. That is my favorite appearance of Rom outside of his 79 issues. Uh, of of them all, yeah, that's that's probably that's of all his guest appearances, yeah, that's probably I'd put that that's definitely one of my choices for like number one. Yeah, of about there, 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 I could make an argument maybe another way, although I'd have to go back and reread some some stuff. And, you know, it's not that I don't like the Power Man and Iron Fist appearance. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, but this one is just, it just checks all the boxes for me. Yeah. You know? And and my favorite part of the Power Man and Iron Fist crossover, I think actually happens in ROM number 23, when Danny sticks him in the coat and the hat. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> so we can sneak around Manhattan. <laughs> Nobody's going to notice the nine foot uh, robot with the, oh, he's got a fedora on. He must be going to work. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think there's a panel. I don't remember if I've cut, if I'm not even cut it out of where he's standing there, Rom standing there going, I do not understand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Well, all right. This has been a fantastic, get it, fantastic <laughs> episode. Uh, there are more ROM episodes scheduled in the future. There are. And yes, there are. Well, you've listed <laughs> three of them that I'm all about. So, and we haven't even talked about that because that was just last night. 
<laughs> but there are really some good ones that I can't wait to get to. And I think we're going to try, and I haven't even told you this, but I think we want to try and do some video next time. If there is a way for you to, to do that. And then what we'll do is we'll have you to the side and me to the side. <laughs> and we can, when we talk about issues, I can pop them up like a real podcaster would do. Yeah. I, I wanted to do that for this one, but I just yeah. didn't have the we'll time to get my we'll space do it next ready. Time. I have, I have plans. Of course, my plans always fall apart, but I have plans on making a YouTube of this, but we'll just show panels as we're talking about it. So we'll see how that happens. Okay. So, well, this has been a pleasure. Thank you. I know you've got a bunch of stuff going on today, uh, getting ready to go on your trip. So thanks for making the time to do it. No problem. And I'd also like to thank all of you out there in the podcast universe for joining us for this episode of Fade 5 from Fans. You can find us and more from the Plastic Microphone Studios wherever you listen to podcasts. It would be a huge help. I mean, huge, bigly help if you could consider leaving us a review and that all-important five-star rating. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcast, it doesn't take but a minute. Please just tell us what you think. Uh, if you like the show, consider telling a friend or a bunch of friends about us. And if you don't like the show, you know, there's that one jerk who you really just oh, you can't stand. But he does listen to podcasts because he talks about podcasts all the time. Tell him about the show. Maybe recommend the Saw episode. Who knows? <laughs> Maybe he won't talk to you at the office anymore. You can find us at our website and on Twitter, the Graham and our Facebook page. And we TikTok occasionally. So there, I got that going for me. And remember, folks, it may not be the best. It may not be the most popular. But if it's your favorite, then it's good enough for us. Thanks for joining us. Lee, take us out. May the gods of Galador be with you. That's, I like that one. That's a good one. <laughs> Thank you so much. Goodbye. <laughs>